Yo, 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 yo. All right, all right, all right. Peoples of Anchorland, Apple Land, Spotify Land, wherever you guys are at listening to this. My average was low for a while, but now it's backed up, popped back up to about 10 to 15 listens per episode now. But I think we leveled out. We peaked um, way back when I was getting like 100 listens to an episode which is cool i mean um when i first started podcasting my goal was just to do it get some thoughts out in the land um was leaving uh one internet presence and i decided to do this just because it's, it's actually easier than doing youtube videos um i did i do post on youtube but i mean that it's not moving the needle i may or may not you know, I'm gonna continue. I'm gonna, I have my personal YouTube because I plan on doing vacation photos and things like that, of that nature. And I may make some funny content once in a blue moon. You know, so I have a personal YouTube, and I'm just gonna keep it that way. You know, as a personal vehicle. Maybe, I mean, maybe it gains traction, just like podcasting gains traction, just like my Twitter's gaining traction. I mean, you never know what gains traction and when. And you just want to be everywhere. I mean, you're just shooting in a blank in the dark. But long story short, we've bounced back from I was only getting like three or four or five listens an episode for a minute. And now we've popped back up to like 15. And even those ones a while ago that were at a low listen count, they have gone back and like I check like once a week to see how my things are doing over here, what's happening, try to gauge, you know, people's interest a little bit based off of what episodes were listened to more what episodes you know have like 19 listens and other episodes have like like some of my lower ones have like six listens obviously there's some skewed listens that were there were like 130 per episode but the average i'm averaging like 10 10 listens per episode which isn't bad i think it's an okay number first you know been at this little under a year uh try to do everything weekly you know or at least once a week or once i once if i gain traction then i can dial it and i can sit down and have like a whole setup i'd like to do you know have like i said mentioned in the past a professional setup but it's not hard all i need is a laptop and a microphone and you know steady if i could get like a thousand listeners an episode, I would do it. Not even a thousand. I'm even saying like in a couple hundred, I would do it. A little bit more professional, a little bit more clean. Invite some people on the on the you know on this type of a platform over to chat it up. But as far as right now, we're just doing this handheld mobile on my phone, which is why I like it. It's easy to do and whatnot. But we bounced back. Like I said, we bounced back. Last episode, actually the Raiders one because it was. Uh, 
it's so recent only has like five listens but uh the ones before that i think both have like 12 or 14 listens to them which i think was the aquarium of the pacific and the dodgers episode and i think it was before that i don't even know at the look uh i think it was talking about slipknot was another episode i think but this episode going ahead, i'm going to go ahead and jump the gun because the hands may tell just finished and that's what i want to talk about uh i've seen the finale so if you haven't seen the finale that's what we're going to focus in on i'm going to talk about stuff that led up to the finale and what I thought of the season where I think uh, things going to happen the next season and I may do like 30-40 minutes in this I want to talk to somebody else about it get their opinion and then talk about that um, but either way The Handmaid's Tale this was season 3 or season 4 I'm not 100% sure it might be season 3 not really sure don't really care about what season it is but i gotta say right off right off the top this season was far more satisfying than the second season and it was probably equal to how i felt about the first season i actually i think season two was better than season one but it left you it left me not in a sour no and didn't but it left me like bewildered to say the least like just it was a bewildering experience in in and that's not even an accurate description i kind of it like you could just put a big question mark like in multiple question marks that that swaggy p that nick you know Nick Nick Young meme where he's looking up and there's like a million question marks. You know which one I'm talking about. That was my, and it had nothing to do with the action or sequences, but it just ended that way. I was like, huh, what? And then you know there were so many question marks, so many whys, and no way, and oh, like it's gonna end like that. Like I said, a bewildering experience. It was more or less like, wow. All right. Moving into season three. And if you haven't watched The Handmaid's Tale, I highly recommend it. Like I said, season three left me with enough of a cliffhanger to where I'm like, yo, I want to know what happens in season four. But also very satisfied. I got to give it about an eight and a half out of ten. There was only like two episodes in the whole season where I kind of felt it was like they're almost pointless. But I mean, you know, for the most part, the show was really, really, it's just as stressful. I mean, I just, it's nerve wracking and it's stressful. And it's not nerve wracking to where like, you know, oh my God, something's going to come around the corner and spook me like a scary movie. It's nerve wracking and stressful as far as like, the writers are not afraid to go certain places, which is what I really like. And they really, really dig deep into, like, they catch on to something. And they know this is, like, oh, like, ooh, motherfucker. Like, really? Like, damn, like, I can't, ooh. And you, 
And then they end the episode, and you're like, ooh, I... Like, to me, I don't know if we spoke about it in the past, but Serena... Serena, I hope they cut her eyes out and pull the teeth from her head one by one and leave her like that. I mean, I don't know what... I've been thinking about it. What is an appropriate punishment for Serena? And for the Commander Fred um, as well. I don't know what the proper punishment is for both of them. But if it's anything less than a full maiming and some sort of sadistic torture... Because death is too easy. Death is too easy for both of those characters. Death, for me, is an easy way out. A very easy way. Death, you see, death for me and death for the other commander that died. I can't think of his name. The Law and Order dude. uh, That was in briefly in this season for I think four or five episodes. His death. By the hands of June, obviously. His death was rather... I kind of seen it coming. Well, actually, I didn't see it coming. But I kind of... Actually, I'll, I'll rewind that. But his death was satisfying because he didn't have the build-up to his character. But... I, I could see from the drop of the hat, his character was some sort of a rapist. Uh, kinked out, rapey figure. Like, I could see that point blank. Um, but let's, you know, I don't know what the, what a suitable fitting death or conclusion to Serena and Commander Fred's story. But they, they're two of the most heinous characters. And Serena more so than I think Fred. But they're two god-awful. The most... Their, their characters are so deep... It's so damn disturbing the things they do. But, they, I mean, much to their credit, I mean, I'd like to see Serena in another movie or in a movie on her own. I'd like to see the commander do without a beard and maybe in an action film because he seems kind of like he'd be an action type of guy. But, I mean, those are phenomenal. They're phenomenal actors. They bring those characters to life. I can't. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't see Fred or Serena as being any other actors other than them right now like when they run this story again 20-30 years from now or on main TV or they make a full movie out of it whatever they do with the property in the future like it's going to be hard for me to picture Serena as anybody else but let's get to the meat and potatoes of this season 2 ended with June not leaving Gilead to go into Canada when she had the chance she handed the baby off to the other handmaids, I can't think of her name. She was a doctor that had... The woman doctor that had her... You know, she was misbehaving. She was lesbian. Uh, and then they fucking sawed her clit off. <laughs> can't believe it. I hope I don't get censored on this bitch for saying that shit. But that's what happened. They she, they drugged her. And they, she woke up in the hospital. And her shit was missing and it snapped her and she went murderous after that and then she just left Gilead and then she went to Canada where I'm assuming 
She's picking up the pieces, but the damage had already been done. Now, Junior has the baby to her. She makes it across. The baby becomes a focal point of the story as to June, the commander, and Serena hold an interesting relationship. It's June's baby. Serena wants the baby. The commander thought it was his baby. Um, I don't remember when it was revealed. But I think it was either early in the season or late last season. They burned down the house. And I think Serena tells him that it was never his baby. It's Nick's baby. And she just... But Serena wants the baby. They get into... And I think that was in season two. They get into the reason why Serena can't have babies. And that was because... The Americans, before Gilead was set up, shot her when she was giving a speech. I guess it hit her in the stomach or in the baby-making area. And it it severed her tie to forever having a baby. Commander Fred assumes the role as leader of the house. And he doesn't know he's unfertile. But he gets handmade and he's handmaiding it up doing the ceremonies which is how he ended up with June and June is fertile now Serena gets attached to the baby she forces June to do all kinds of bullshit you know and then they take the baby now Serena I guess now I've had this conversation a couple of times now Serena gets attached to the baby in seemingly a few months the baby's no more than a few months old it's no different than if she adopted the kid but did she develop feelings for love for the kid Uh, on the surface you would say yes but I mean but it was so so soon in time I mean also you could just say like no and then she was crazed out like that's not her physical kid but I mean, there is a gray zone there. If you adopt a kid, if you as a normal person adopt a kid, and after the first month, somebody says, hey, do you really love the kid? You know, how much do you love the kid? And you say, yeah, this kid's starting to grow on me, you know. Yeah. You know, such a joy to have a baby in the house. Yeah, we, you know, we love the kid. I mean, you'd probably be like, okay, you know. But if the time goes on, two years down the road, and you say, hey, how are you and the kid doing? You're like... I fucking hate this guy I don't really love it Just there for the money You'd be like What? If you don't really love the kid Why did you adopt it? You know And that's the kind of Gray area that Serena's in The baby's Months old Not a year or two But months Maybe five Six months They don't really say How old the baby is Or how long June Or June Serena had the baby With her And do know it was a couple months but yeah, I mean, there's a gray area where maybe she does love the kid. Maybe she grew attached to it. They were co-parenting her in June, sort of, with the commander before the baby ultimately moved to Canada. Now, picking up the pieces, they moved June out of 
Fred and Serena's house. I don't know if they picked up another hammer. They don't say that. I think they don't. But Serena ends up at Commander Lawrence's. No. Commander Joseph's. Of Joseph's house. Commander Lawrence is, I think, the Law and Order dude. If I'm not mistaken. But. She ends up there with Joseph. And. He's notorious for not following the rules of Gilead. Even though he helped create it. Um, and they ultimately they start June immediately starts scheming she starts pushing the boundaries of what she can and can't do there uh, meanwhile Serena and Fred are full blown having a mental there's a blip of a moment again and I, keep, I can't stand they keep doing this to Serena because I ultimately just look at the bigger picture Serena's a total biatch Total fucking bitch. Beyond reasoning with. But her and Fred have massive problems. She recognizes that there's no freedom to be had in Gilead. And she's now, even if she gets into the handmaid, she can't pull the Nick card again. It's going to be too difficult. So her one and only chance to have a baby is gone. And Fred's a big reason as to why. So they, their relationship is on the rocks to start. They both turn to June to help solve things. Fred's using June, and I think Fred secretly loves her. No, Fred's using June to get to Serena. Serena's using June for other reasons, and the three of them ultimately combine to this twisted love triangle thing that they got going on uh, and they explain it somewhere in the episode uh, Fred's asking June's help how does he get his wife back you know what can he do and he and June tells him give her some freedom let her do X Y things that she wants to do she needs to be herself give her those things even though it's not really allowed so you know, he lets her do some things behind the scenes. And ultimately, where they re-double cross the line. Serena decides that the baby is ultimately more important than making any sort of an alliance with June. Any sort of an alliance with anybody. And they hatch this cockamamie plan to send out a videotape to the world with June stating that their baby had been kidnapped and they know Canada needs to relinquish it putting pressure on the Canadian government to do something with June there Uh, the season progresses further Uh, June loses it and it really, the loss of things happen when she gets paired with the other handmaid that she doesn't want to get paired with. And, you know, I can't think of the handmaid, that other handmaid's name. But 
they they immediately don't hit it off. June is full on against Gilead. The other girl is not. Uh, I don't know the character's name. They don't really talk about each other's names. I kind of like that because you kind of don't know who's who. Um, I know the aunt name. What is the aunt's name? I think it's Aunt Lily or whatever. But anyways, June in this other handmaid that... Oh, June is trying to get the other handmaids to do work and the original handmaid or the, the her new handmaid partner, walking partner. So she snitches on June and June loses it. And then June... June, all of a sudden... The long story short, June becomes... Gilead is a prison for women. There's sexual slaves. They're also stripped of every right. I mean, it's pretty. They're pretty much a prisoner. And I like the the connection that the writers and handmaids made. That of course, in any prison, in any ghetto in this world, in any where people are oppressed, you know, it's you, the same scenarios run through many things. Sooner or later, somebody comes to the forefront doing dirty tactics and you become a mob boss. You become the leader of a gang. You know what I mean. June ascends midway to the season as being a de facto woman gang leader. They call it the resistance. She ends up calling it the resistance, but she's pretty much a mob boss inside Gilead. Pulling strings left and right. They set up a whole communication system. Um, and everything everything is flowing through June. And she has free reign with Commander Joseph. Because he don't really care for Gilead much himself. And she's able to manipulate the people around her into doing her, her bidding. She ends up having. She ends up pretty much blackmailing and ultimately killing off her walking partner in this season three. Um, and not a single word is said, but everybody knows. They shame her. Uh, she, and that girl snaps. That girl snaps, and then they. The baby is born, but I don't know if the baby survived or not. I'm not 100% sure of that. I think it does. Because she's pregnant. But she's shy anyways. Now June again is without a walking partner. They end up giving her a security guard. But that only increases her notoriety with the other handmaids that she's not to be fucked with. Or double-crossed. Like, she's got... She can do things. She's got ways... Uh, the only episode I didn't like, I can say, is when she's in the hospital uh, with her brain dead uh, handmade walking partner, and pretty much that whole episode to me was a wash. I mean, it's just the only thing they did was it snapped June's mind a little more, which I was like, okay, I can see that happening. But I mean, the episode. That episode just didn't really bear anything to the season in general, other than serving June's character being even more crazy than she was already becoming. Uh, 
and not crazy, but she's snapping. I mean, it's, it's just what you're gonna, what I'm gonna call it. This the Thanos handmade snap. They really were trying to break June. And they're pushing her to her limit, and ultimately, this is the result that was happened in the season is a result of them pushing her, and particularly to the extreme. Um, like I said, she becomes a mob boss midways. And then she's immediately knocked down because Commander Joe or Commander Fred and Serena um, they do a videos, more videos of how they're pushing the propaganda of how this is the way the world's got to be, um, and they line up like a hundred girls, all with their mouths sewn shut. All told that they do, they're going to do it right or pretty much they're going to die. And they're all worshipping the commanders in front of what used to be Abra- the Abraham Lincoln Monument in Washington, D.C. And there's that long lake. And the I think it's the Washington... It's the long basilisk. The, the one that's in Spider-Man. That they, it's really tall and up at the top is a point. Well, that's there, but with uh, a horizontal cross beam to resemble a cross, and that's to me, that's what I got. Like, oh, these are religious people now, not a secular word. They saved that basilisk so that way they could put a horizontal one and turn it into a, a cross for Jesus. And the, the video they're recording is a bunch of handmaids kneeling and worshiping the commander with June, Serena, and Fred standing on the stairs up it by Lincoln being videotaped as the perfect family for the future of the world. Now, they're pushing that out because they're trying to become a sovereign state. A lot of governments don't believe it, but they're pushing it. And they may... If Gilead were to play their cards right, they could become a sovereign state, but they're not going to, I believe, because now what the events that happened in this season... Beyond that, that knocks June way back. Her, it just takes a toll on her mentally again. Like it, she may be a mob boss, but these people are ultimately fucking just sick in the head. And Serena is full blown. She likes the power that's coming with it because originally she was like a political activist seeking to gain some sort of power in an American society. She was reaching it, but. Ultimately, Gilead happened and she went backwards. But now as they're going forward, they were going forward, her and Fred were going forward again. Um, you're introduced to Commander Lawrence, I believe, at that point. Uh, and Lawrence and Fred, both Washington folk, they don't like Joseph. And they force Commander Joseph in June to ultimately complete the ceremony because they don't believe that Joseph is doing the ceremony. They don't believe he actually wants Gilead anymore and basically they're tired of him. He stands in their way a little bit. Um, and then oh, I'm losing my train of thought here. Okay. They force him to do the ceremony and then, and then June pretty much snaps again. Uh I think June more or less recognizes 
what was going on because Serena and Fred are no longer talking to her and they pretty much they forced her into another sexual situation that she didn't want to be in and she knows pretty much they're behind it and she tells this is towards the latter end of the season she tells Joseph that they're going to keep doing it until they get what they want out of both of them she then devises a plan to get out as many kids as possible because the society is just not only do they have to do it but then this is like sort of a punishment that they do and that plan was hatched up between Lawrence and, and Fred and I'm, I, I, I'm not sure if the law and order guy his name is Lawrence I'm just guessing it is because I know they kept bringing up Commander Lawrence a few times I'm, I'm thinking it's him. Anyways. Towards the end. Serena takes things in her own hands. Because. There's. For a couple episodes. There was no progress on the daughter. But there was progress going. In trying to satisfy Fred's needs. In becoming higher ranking. Into the government. Of Gilead. And. Serena offers, tells him, there's a way to get our daughter back. You need to focus on getting our daughter back. You've been pushing, moving moving into Washington more. Get our daughter back. Now, the interesting thing about that is she went to Canada for help. Um, her and Fred fly to supposedly go get their daughter or do something. And they capture both of them. And it turns out Serena double-crossed Fred, which I think was a fair move on her end because Fred was almost pointless to her after he he refused to stand up for her when they cut her finger off and then just different things were happening this season. Uh, she picked up that Fred was developing some sort of a feeling for June. She picked up on that as well as I did. I didn't don't really get the relation between June and Fred. I think actually the relation maybe if they actually met in the real world, they probably would have been a good couple, but they didn't. But they met in this scenario, and you know, it's just one of those weird things. It's weird. Anyways, Serena double crosses Fred. They get arrested. Fred's on. He's a war criminal. They're going to try him as a war criminal. Serena, on the other hand, gets visitation rights to the kids. And for all her troubles, they're going, they were planning on letting her become a, like a citizen of Canada. Even though all the fucked up shit she, she, she did, she got immunity and this and that and the other thing in Canada. And they were feeding her well and... Like I said, they were just about to let her get on with her life in Canada and do whatever she wanted to do with visitation rights to her June's daughter, the daughter that they made in Gilead. Anyways, Nicole is the daughter, I think. Anyways, progressing further... June devises a plan to rescue like so many children out of this sort of a life 
and the plan the plan is to fly them out on a plane. She ends up killing Commander Lawrence, which is satisfying because he was like I said, he was a rapist scumbag. Uh, and she ends up killing him, and the girls end up cleaning up the mess, and nobody knows what happened to him. He dies without a single trace of evidence to where he went. He's missing as far as anybody knows. Uh, they devise a plan, and then at the last episode, you get the two stories, the two leading stories going. Also, Nick's a punk ass. He betrays June mid-season as well. Uh, but I don't really know if he betrayed him more so as he was working his way up the ranks to try to help June himself in any way he could. But that's another debate for another day. June develops a plan. She kills Lawrence. She obtains a plane. And she obtains the help of all the other handmaids to try to save as many kids as possible. She originally was going to just save a handful. But then it turned into 52. Which ultimately turned into, I want to say, like about 100 or 150 kids. Plus some Marthas and some other people. Those people, they develop a whole plan to get them out. And that comes into fruition in the season finale. They end up rescuing many kids. June ends up killing. June kills a couple of people towards the end. She ends up killing a guard. She kills Lawrence. She aids an attempted suicide, or actually not even attempted, the suicide happened of Lawrence's, no, Joseph's wife, of Joseph. And the plan works. They get the kids to Canada safe. Some kids are reunited. People are reunited. Kids are now free. They did, she did a, a great job. She's shot in the process. Uh, her ending, her ending of her own season of the season and the story, the ending of this story was satisfied. She accomplished her mission. They shot her, so obviously she couldn't escape because she was bleeding out. She's gonna be needs dire medical attention, so she could not escape. Which was she didn't ultimately make a choice. She was shot, which was I think a far better ending than it was season two for her for her story, anyways. The other competing story towards the end was Serena and Fred's story. Their story is Serena betrayed Fred. Fred is now a war criminal aiding both the Canadian and American government giving them intel. But now that he knows he knows that Serena double-crossed him, he now spills the beans on her hand in the rape of June June Osborne with Nick. She forced Nick to have the baby with June. Uh, the Canadian government didn't know that. And at the last second, they take away every right she gained and place her under arrest. And their story ends there. Their story is huge going forward because there's no telling how much info Fred's going to give there's no telling what's going to happen to Serena uh, Fred may ultimately go back based on they may end up trading I, I mean there's 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 a big question marks going forward 
enough to salivate over. Like, damn, I want to know what's going to happen with Fred, Serena. I want to know what's going to happen with June. There's a definite... Because there's still... there's This is the last... I believe there's wholly going to be another season. Um, there's still enough juice left in the tank where you're like... I want to see the destruction of Gilead... And I'd ultimately like to see the complete and utter demise of both Serena and Fred. Well, I don't think they're going to get it in the Canadian. Some of them, somebody's going to have to go back to Gilead and serve the punishment there. Because the punishment is going to be too light in Canada. Maybe at the hands of the Americans. Death is easy for either one of them. But life imprisonment blinded. You know, if they pluck out Serena's eyes and they take her hearing and they leave her, maybe they turn her into a handmaid. Who knows? Nobody's certain how this is going to play out. But I do believe their end result is going to be disastrous, to say the least. They're already on the path of no return in the Canadian government. Now, Fred, like I said, Fred may, Fred may go free because he's been cooperating and even though he's a war criminal, there's no telling what the punishment is for cooperating because he's the first one to cooperate who may end up getting killed unintentionally is Commander Joseph, even though he's now a good guy. He's painted as being this good guy. Towards the end, he's reading the story to all the kids when they were scared. You know, he may... He stated already he cannot leave Gilead because he is a war criminal. And the way this story goes, most people's endings are not satisfactory. Um, He may go down. He may be executed hung on the wall. for Who knows what may happen to him. Uh, Obviously, kids were rescued. Gilead is going to wake up. Then the next season, a total mess. Everything is going to be a wreck because they rescued a bunch of kids, and for essentially they are leaderless except for Joseph's there. Lawrence is gone. Fred is now double crossing. So who knows what happens? Nick is going to show back up. The finale was great. Watch the season. Eight and a half out of ten. I I was satisfied. Nerve-wrecking episodes all season long. Only in the, I want to say like two episodes were kind of bland, or could have they could have gone another. They could have done something else. But I I give the I the Handmaid series is phenomenal. I know everybody tried to give me, and I caught it early enough so that way now, if it goes on another season or two or three, like I'm already deep into it myself. I uh, I love the finale this season more so than I did the second season, and this one had just as much. They keep pushing the envelope. There is just some stuff in the thing you just cannot talk about unless you're talking about a prison because subjects are hard. I mean, I mean I can't. I mean I can't even explain unless you watched it from start to finish. What goes on? You're more or less like, what is going on here? This is absolutely wild. I mean, and it's not wild like you're going to see people's heads getting chopped off and full-blown sex scenes, you know, 
wild. Like, I think that's what people like about Game of Thrones a little bit. Like, it's really graphic. But this is more head-trippy fuckery. Like, there's sex scenes in there. But they're, like... There's... The story behind the characters is so awful, man. Like, every sex scene in there is... Is white-knuckle cringe. Like... Obscene to even fathom or watch. It's, oh, they're wild. Um, that the, you know, there's this the, a baby is born, stillborn in in the series, and that's and there's a lot of stuff in there. Hard to watch. It's very hard to watch. It, it, mature audience only. I mean, it's not. Yeah, I sometimes want to fucking kick the goddamn wall. I'm like. Ooh, fucking why weird. Ooh, fucking. Aunt Lilia's backstory. Another disastrous. I mean, that episode was good, but it was another disastrous mindfuck to watch. It was just all, I mean. From her little love story to the mom she had child removed to all, um, all kinds of shit. And then, like I said, this series is just all... It touches on, like, every... Some hard subjects to even talk about. And some you can't even talk about here. I mean... <laughs> it's just that... It's that wild. I mean, it's that, like I said, it's that good. I thoroughly enjoy... All... I'm thoroughly enjoying the fucking... This fucking shit. Like, these... These episodes, they're right up my alley. Uh... But anyway, like I said, I, I got to give the hammy so great, great review. This season was totally good. Um, as I'm going to try to get somebody else's thoughts and opinions on this. Um, I'll see if she's game a little bit later tonight. Uh, so I'm going to end this briefly. If not, I'll come back and touch up on it, you know, shortly and get it posted up so you guys can listen to it. So stay tuned. Let me let me pause out real quick. Yo, yo, yo. All right, so I'm back. I'm back. All right, so I'm going to talk about... I talked about the handmaids. Handmaid's Tales. A little bit in depth. Uh, I originally was going to get somebody else to chime in on it, but we ended up not talking about that. We were just talking about life and music and shit for a minute. But... I want to just give my final thoughts. Another 10 minutes, 12 minutes of talk about it. I think the show is now starting to catch. Like, it seems like every episode with every other character, even outside of June and Serena, every other character's got some heavy weight things happening to them so I kind of like that the show is now finally like the story doesn't have to completely evolve revolve around June um like it could go to Serena and Fred it could go to uh Commander Joseph and it was with his wife the kids are becoming a bigger part um I like I like that aspect June's husband, I don't know her real husband, I don't know his name, but he's there, like, he ended up fucking slugging 
Commander Fred or of Fred, whatever, popped him one, which was, I felt like, I was like, oh, thank God, because I was like, man, I hope he doesn't like sit there and take it like on the chin. Like, that's what I thought it was going to happen. Like, I thought they was going to interview him and the commander was going to get away with telling him, oh, yeah, he boned his wife. He, oh, yeah, like, tell him all about the ceremony how it happened and then just you know turn the other cheek but I'm glad he just up and just was like whack like pop that motherfucker like that was great um and maybe they meet again I mean you know down the road see what happens uh there's a there's a heavy religious theme to the series, but I also think there's a heavy heavy theme of like revolution, rebellion, or resistance as they were calling it. Um, so I like the competing themes that was which was clearly on showcase, you know, in this series or this Caesar. Oh fuck! Anyways, yeah, I like I like how the direction they're they, they're taking for June that she's becoming, like I said before, the de facto mob leader. There's that aspect to like now her her character is multi layered. You know, she's the mom that she flashes back to, like that she's hanging on to her her husband and Hannah. You know, at the park just having a grand old time. There's that layer, like you get that about her. That's that's built into her. Like you know, this scenario happened to her. This fucked up scenario happened, and she's doing what it takes to survive. You know. Then you got this. She's embracing what's happening. I mean, well, not embracing it, but it's filtering into her all these things that are happening, her ceremonies, all kinds of bullshit. Uh. And now she's also, it's also now like she's progressing to the point where like she's ready to kill, ready to, you know, she's more actionable now instead of just reaction. So I like the different layers now to June. And then that's that was more on showcase this season than it has been before. Like I think the first season was just a reactionary, like, what the hell? Like, girls, you're going to wear this, you're going to wear that, you can't do this, you can't do that. The ceremony, and it was like, oh my god, the this, this season, season one was just like one fucked up thing after another, after another. With like, wow, how much more could fucked up could it be? And then season two is a bit more reactionary with her out of desperation trying to do something. She tried running. Now she's more actionable, like... She put together this plan. She shot. She's making very heavyweight decisions now. And that actually builds up the other characters as well. Like, I think she's building up the other characters. So that's, I like that the fact that now there's more than just one linear story that needs to take place. Now there's several. There's a faction of other Marthas that are like kingpins in the gilead as well that 
smuggle information and things of that nature. And they confronted June. I like that aspect. I'd like to get into more of that. There's the colonies are still there. Nick's story. Nick, you know, you now you've seen enough of him to know. Like Nick is a douche, but I kind of feel like he was he did he didn't betray Gilead up front so that way he could get to the commander position to get to a higher ranking position where at that point he will be untouchable and maybe ultimately lead a um a coup a coup d'etat or whatever against Gilead I feel like that's kind of his role even though it's not explicitly stated that he's a soldier of Gilead like in a damn good one but I kind of feel like he really likes June and he really wants to see his daughter so eventually he'll turn back but you know the last thing you see of him is his being worshipped by you know the other members of the military as he walks by them like he's some sort of great general and but there's that aspect I mean there's like I said that now that you stacked on three episodes three seasons the fourth one is gonna be great I mean like I said the fourth one is just writing itself right now like you know they, of course they have ideas of course the fuckery is still gonna continue because June is still in Gilead I believe that I believe ultimately June will die I don't think she's going to get the storybook ending, but I do believe that she's going to die at least setting free Hannah to her husband or at least, you know, setting free all of Gilead and, you know, destroying Gilead from within, ultimately freeing all the women and tumbling and everything else. Like, I believe that is more of a likely scenario for June. Um, I feel like the, the the demise of Serena and Fred, um, you know, that's that's to be played. I don't know, like I said, I don't know a suitable punishment for those two. But either way, like you know, to me, it's kind of like. They're going to pay a punishment. June's going to die. The main characters are all going to suffer. But, you know, or sacrifice, you know. If you look at the heavy foreshadowing of the religion, like... I think June Osborne, you know, and even the name June is really... And even though it's not close to Jesus, but the... You know, there is a J. You know, and then Osborne to me, you know, born again. So, you know, I believe June will sacrifice. She'll be the one to sacrifice her life. But ultimately, you know, as, as I said, she's probably going to sacrifice herself for the greater good. Or sacrifice herself for you know this thing or that thing as far as you know helping the residents of Gilead or the women or 
anything of the nature. That's just what I can see. And like I said, there's heavy... The religious aspect to it is heavy, so... Having her be done in that way in a very public manner probably will ultimately lead to Gilead's demise. Um, they got to write it in, of course. There's still a lot more story to go. Um, but I think there will probably be more than just the next season. There will probably be a few more seasons, I think. Uh, the show's fantastic. If you have not seen it, the show's absolutely fantastic. I, I've loved all three seasons or all four seasons. Uh, a mind trip and you know it's, a, it's an amazing it's an amazing experience I mean it's a little it's a, it's a slow burner like it takes three or four episodes to get the hang of what's going on initially in season one but after after that they pull you in like it seems like every two episodes it's like what the hell and you're left like you know and people are going along with it, like a whole entire country. Wow. But yeah, I mean, like I said, I give season three an official review, probably like eight and a half. I think the only thing they could have done differently was minus out the whole episode, the whole um, hospital episode. Like that, to me, didn't really need to be. Oh, they could have just shot that one hand me that was fatally or, you know, critically injured. They could have just shot her dead in the store. Nobody would have blinked an eye missing that episode. Um, and then I would have loved that they would have pushed more of June's resistance and how they smuggle information like like prisoners you know and then also her her ascension now to the effecto kingpin or the don or the mob boss of the 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 underworld you know the resistance i would have loved that story a little bit more i know they you know they're trying to bring you in you know with the emotion as is the case June half the time is like she looks like she hasn't slept in six months <laughs> and like everything they, they zoom in on her face like most of the time but I you know I don't mind that I don't mind that I think that it's a little bit overplayed but I said they could have they could have cut back a little bit of those and I think added a little bit of more of like I'd have loved to see them passing secret messages between shit and they did that but they didn't really show how it got started um there's just a there's just a fight and those are minor tweaks I'm just that that's just like like to me that was like yo she became the fucking godfather of like I would have loved to see like that happen a little bit more just the little steps along the way yeah I would have she should have shanked another handmaid, you know, for, you know, she did try to shank Serena, but she could have done a little bit more. They could have showed like, in the whole, they could have done a whole episode, I think, on that and erased the hospital episode. But I mean, that's neither here nor there. They can go, they can do that in the next season, like run an episode by 
the interworkings of how messages and everything's being sent and communicated. And maybe she will just be sitting in Commander Joseph's house, assuming control over everything. You know, that's kind of where it was headed. She even tells him, you think this is your house? And Joseph's looking at her like, what the hell did happen here? How'd this happen? And which is true, because June fully let his wife just OD hot pills and she did not save her and I honestly think that's gonna that that scenario would happen a lot in Gilead that's not to me that's not out of the ordinary but it was just kind of June did it for her own reasons and and I kind of feel like they could they could touch on that kind of stuff a little bit more like I like that aspect of June like her becoming, like like I said, her becoming the mob boss of the underworld that is Gilead. Uh, but like I said, it's a, it's an eight and a half out of ten. It's solid. I mean, I would even stretch it so much to say as a nine. It's not the most flawless uh, series I've seen. Um, But it is it's damn it's really damn good. I, I really enjoy watching it. Um, I don't know if I reviewed One Punch Man, but uh, I watched One Punch Man recently. Uh, I don't know if I did my review on it, but I thoroughly loved One Punch Man. I mean, that was an amazing. Um, that was an amazing anime. Um, I watched Stranger Things three, which I think I talked about a little bit. Uh, phenomenal as well. Stranger Things is is really, really well done. I mean, I think I actually talked about it with my bro. Um, that's really well done. The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina Season 2 is phenomenal. I haven't jumped back into Riverdale Season 3, but I plan to. Um, I'm watching uh, Neon Genesis... Evangelion right now um, like part of the almost through it all and I haven't got through it yet uh, there's other things I plan on watching so I still want to watch Hobbs and Shaw so I may figure out I may finish Evangelion soon and you know, review that, or I may watch Hobbs and Shaw and review that as well. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. You know, but anyways, that's that's my review. The Hands Me Man. Go and watch it if you have not watched it. Start of season one. Get your mind blown. You know, run this fucking shit by you and just get mind fucked. Mind. Yeah, enjoy yourselves. All right, you guys, I'm out. I'm going to get this posted up here shortly. Laters.